Moments ago, the Denver Broncos and Seattle Seahawks reached agreement on a trade that will send nine-time Pro Bowl quarterback Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos in a massive package of picks and players that will go back to Seattle in exchange for Russell Wilson. Now, some people... Welcome to the pedestrian podcast, the hastily arranged pedestrian podcast as the entire landscape of Seahawks fandom the franchise path forward uh, completely altered uh, earlier on this evening. So, um, myself, Stuart Court, is not joined by Mr. Adam Nathan this week. We got called on two of our lovely, delightful Patreons, but uh, only one of them turned up. So, Dave Sayers is here, and Mr. Daniel Cohen is here as well. How are we, boys? Yeah, I've had bad nights, mate. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'd like to know which one of us is the one that joined. I, I, I mean, I mean, I mean. I wholeheartedly hope it's not me. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're just, just, you're uh, strong in. I mean, days are the, the rarities of other fan that I actually like. So, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So the Seahawks earlier this evening ended the charade, the charade, the charade, the choreographed PR moves of the last 13, 14 months from all sides. One side more than in particular, uh, more one side. More than the other, and Russell Wilson, pending physicals and his yes say so, is no longer a Seattle Seahawk and is a Denver Bronco. The Seahawks receiving two first round picks, two second round picks, a fifth round pick, tight end Noah Fant, defensive lineman Shelby Harris, and quarterback Drew Locke sending their franchise quarterback the winningest the leader in all stats for the Seahawks, Richard Wilson, to, to Denver, to Colorado, to Mile High Stadium, uh, along with a fourth-round pick. Um, Dan, I'll come to you first. What was your initial reaction when you saw the tweet notification or however you got the news? It was indeed a Twitter notification. Um, then about 48 other notifications. <laughs> The Athletic and NFL and Fox. Um, my initial reaction was exactly what we collectively, as Seahawks fandom, probably have said for the last few months, which was if this was expected, but not the right decision. Um, my, I think my initial reaction didn't go onto Twitter because I keep it quite professional, so I couldn't. Um, but my tweet that did go out basically said, "There's nothing that the Broncos could offer," and this was before we knew what was coming back. Um, there was nothing they could offer that I think was would have been worth it. Not because I think Wilson is the greatest of all time, but you're how do you replace an irreplaceable player? He is irreplaceable without going to Kansas and getting Mahomes. <coughs> close, you know, some someone on the Facebook group put Tom Brady earlier. Well, one, that's a ridiculous notion because he's a thousand, and two, he's still not Russell Wilson in what he does. You'd be changing an entire playbook. So how do you, I think I put out there, unless it was three first round picks this year, three more next year and three starters coming as well, then I don't think it was worth it. Then we saw what it was and it definitely wasn't worth it. That's daylight. And I think I then put, that was daylight robbery. And I stand by that. Uh, Dave, your initial reaction? 
so I was cooking at the time and I could feel my phone at the in my pocket going wild. And normally it's one of two things. Now I was, because England were playing test cricket at the time, I thought Johnny Bairstow had done something stupid or something like that. And then I sat down to eat and took my phone out and my phone just went wild. People I haven't spoken to for years who have got no opinion on the NFL see it as a minor win that uh, Russell Wilson's connected to me and somehow... And my years of staying up at one o'clock in the morning have now come back to roost. Um, <laughs> so my initial reaction was very similar to your previous views on here, mate, of at least it's over. Um, it was, if we're being honest, we all knew deep down it was coming. Um, then it was followed by the reaction to see what we actually got. Um, at first, it was almost like the, what is it, five um, ways of dealing with trauma yeah, yeah, in yeah. terms of just going through it at first it was like we've been fleeced and then it was is it a fair price what have we got and then it was drew lock and then the drew lock realization hit me and it was like I'm pretty certain there'll only be one prime time game in seattle next year and it's going to be seattle versus denver on sunday yeah. night yeah. other than that i cannot see seal being on prime time tv at all which is a blessing in disguise for uk fans and european That's fans terrific for me yeah but, it's um, um it's it's i think like my initial actually i was at a football game um a spotify crashed and the job i do at the football game requires spotify to not be or it needs needs spotify operation and i'll down my phone there's just a whole lot of swear words on my phone coming back at me from all, all corners and angles and fan bases and it's just like Oh, it's, they've actually done the thing and done the deed and done it in a way which kind of saves face for certain people, but obviously leaves a lot more questions up um, to the to debate. Um, I think Dan gave his opinion. What do you think of the what they've got for a thirty three year old Russell Wilson? Um, <clears throat> options. Once Rogers said no earlier, options started to run out because the, it basically came down to Washington or uh, Denver. Maybe um, Pittsburgh. Yeah, but Pittsburgh, even if Pittsburgh took it, they were a playoff team. So that, that initial first-round pick is going to be in the 20s no matter what. Yeah. So you automatically rule them out. It, it basically came down to, do you want a ninth pick or do you want an 11th pick? I, mean, I guess I saw some people say that they should have taken the extra picks from Washington, which is fine if you want to do with it, but whatever way you have to look at it, you have to assume that Denver next or Washington, <laughs> whoever you're going to take it, aren't going to have the 11th pick next time around, or they're not going to have the ninth pick. They're going to have a pick 100%. late, late twenties at best. So that division is nasty, but you still think with the extra playoff teams in it, there's a chance that Denver should be qualifying out of it into the playoffs. So it's, it's all what you can get now. Um, the Shelby Harris one, I think is, is the weirdest pick of a lot of them. So I understand Noah Fant, you replace the need to replace Gerald Everett. Um, Drew Lockie is a like-for-like, like. okay, not in terms of ability, but position-wise. But Shelby Harris is on, what, 17 million over the next two years. It just seems a lot of cap space to fill up for a player who ultimately is a journeyman, who is just a guy who potentially could replace Al Woods or could do something like that. But Again, it's just, it's almost like Seahawks realised that time was running out. If they said no to this one, they were, they were literally down to no options whatsoever. They were going to be mm. dealing with someone who was just malcontent for another season. It was just going to be another pan of mine. It all comes back to 
Pete and John knew time was up and they took the deal that was there. It wasn't perfect, but the flip side of it also that comes into play is that Jamal Adams' trade now makes this trade look completely normal. Like in terms of you've you've pretty much got Russell Wilson away for the same price as what you bought Jamal Adams in. But if you in perfect world, if in a vacuum, the, the trade isn't actually that bad. You've got four, four picks within the top 40 or top 41 in this case mm. um, that you potentially have over the next two seasons that you can rebuild on if that's what you want to do or restock on depending on how they want to sell it to the fan base. Yeah, I I don't mind. I don't mind the Shabby Harris one. Is as you say, Dave, is the weirdest part of it. I don't mind the trade that much. I think if it had a third year pick, like a third pick for like twenty, what would that be? Twenty twenty four. Um, yeah, uh, I think that's what I think that would be. See, because Julock is fine. He might be this as like Pete's kind of system quarterback. Because I mean, I know it's going back and the games change and everything else, but. Matt Liner, Carson Palmer, Mark Sanchez. He had, I mean, Carson Palmer was pretty good, but he had relatively average quarterbacks in college and got got success with them. So maybe, and maybe with Shane Waldron, they can kind of do the like the McVeigh, like Goff is just just don't make a mistake and will be sound. And Noah no Fant is one of my favorite players in the league. He was, my, he was, he was someone I think I there's probably a message in the WhatsApp or in my in my Twitter history where. Where he's at college, I was like, yeah, he's like, is Jimmy Graham isn't going to resign. That's who we should go and get. So I like Noah Fant. And as you say, we got early picks um, this year. And obviously, the next year, which is it's TBD with them, depending on how the season goes for the Broncos. But it just <clears throat> it shows how close Russell Wilson was to being a Chicago Bear. It shows how close Russell. Um, it shows how close to the, the the flame that Russell Wilson flew with that Dan Patrick interview. And it shows how John Schneider, whatever, because remember, we are six, seven weeks removed from Pete Carroll saying John Schneider is the, like the go-to from the team, the franchise, the VMAC to Jody Allen. It shows how much sway he has, where he's just gone, look, I've had it. I've had enough. We've got this offer. As you say, Dave, it probably wasn't get any better 12 months, three months down the line with free agency and Rogers and Brady, if he stays retired or whatever, this, this, this is it. Like, do we pull the trigger on it? And the, clearly the answer was yes, but it just shows how the, for, the last 15, 14, 13 months since that Dan Patrick interview have worn on people in that building, which with when they spent, well, the people who spoke a lot with Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson spent on last year saying no 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 it's all fine it's no there's no problem but they clearly I mean even the Seahawks social media tweet with the clip from Castaway is just that that's not how that's not how they've dealt with anything ever before. So it just shows there is there was something which shifted in the in the negative uh, negatively for the quarterback and like Schneider Schneider clearly has got his way a year later than he probably should have him. We don't get Justin Fields in the bargain this year, Dan. I mean, my, I think my biggest issue with it is that kind of a little bit what you said there and what do we get back, right? An extra first round pick two years down the line, I think probably would have made me a little bit happier with it. The reason being exactly what Dave said. The likelihood is with a semi-competent O-line and a 
marginally competent defence, <clears throat> Wilson's going to be take the Broncos to the what, top six picks. So we're going to get 20, you know, 26 onwards, first and second round. It's basically second round and third round. So that I had an issue with, that we, do, we only get two first round picks. And you, me, and everyone else knows that Russell Wilson can get a team to the playoffs by himself because we've watched it for the last three years until this year. And then someone put earlier, like, oh, how much cap hit do we lose? Well, how much cap hit do we get back, as you just said? And then, uh, before I get rudely interrupted, but um, the, the other part of it is, I know you fans are either, he's unbelievable, but do we need yet another tight end to not get used? But were tight ends not getting used because of who the quarterback was? No. Scheme. Yeah, but the same scheme has just traded for a tight end, Dave. Yeah, so you've got um, Gino, who um, love him or hate him for whatever reasons, um, being punched in the face by a teammate may get you. Um, (laughs) The reality is when Gino was in the system... um, they went to a very vertical system. So you have a look at Everett, you have a look at Disley, they were all involved. They were, the, the sk- I don't think the scheme is the issue. I think what it comes back to is something that Davis Sue has said quite a lot of time is that Russell was too small to see over some of his taller players. Hence the reason why he didn't target Dunstan and the field all the time. It's fine when you're throwing a deep ball, but when you're trying to throw eight, 10 yards down the centre to get a first, uh, first down, it's slightly different. I think the also thing, the other... Thing that probably made him pull the trigger was John Snyder's hesitancy to deal with Mark Rogers in 12 months' time. Because if Mark Rogers comes to him and says, Aaron Rogers is on 50 million, Patrick Mahomes is on 45 million, Josh Allen's on X million, uh, Lamar Jackson's going to be paid X million. I want my client to be the highest paid player in the NFL. I want him to have a stupid, ridiculous deal that's going to benefit my client in the best possible way. And Mark Rogers and John Schneider have famously clashed heads to the point of where Russell Wilson almost didn't sign a contract two and a half years ago. Yeah, I think I, I think that's, that's that's a proper, a really valid, really good point. Like it's, it's just another thing. I think Schneider was just sick of it. I'd like, and it, I think it shows a lot of that. Maybe Pete Carroll wasn't completely full of bluster. When he said that Schneider, who goes to JD with everything, because it, this has Schneider all over it, because now he gets, yes, he gets probably 20 onwards in, in 2023, but but he gets he, he gets to play. He gets to he's he spent the weekend in, in Indianapolis watching the Malik Willis's show some wild mechanics, but show show that he has an arm with him, he show, has a live arm. He's also seen the defensive players just go wild. And just run, run, run through the building and through Indianapolis. So he he gets to play, which for a GM and it's it's of all the criticism of recent drafts, which is obviously very well merited for from that what 2014 to 2017, 18. I mean, the last couple of drafts have been fine. I think we said in the podcast last week they look like they might be fine with Jordan Brooks and Trey Brown and uh, Daryl Taylor and the rest of it, but. He, he, he gets to play like he did in 2010, 2011, 2012. And if you go back all the way to 2010, when they've made a pick this early in the first round, they had two picks in the first round because of a trade they made with the Broncos for Tim Tebow a year before. So it's just it's just quite cool symmetry. And I think I, I think Schneider is the biggest, his hands and fingerprints are all over this. Uh, Dan. Do you trust John Schneider 
now, not John <clears throat> Schneider a decade ago, do you trust John Schneider now in draft? Because I've not, already tweeted that I don't. No, I don't trust. It's. I'm, I'm, I can't say no because he could absolutely nail it, and then we'll all we'll look stupid in six weeks. But it is harder to oh, yeah. now than it was a few years ago. But as I think he hasn't got to play at this top table before. I think that's just, that's my kind of like overarching point with it. He hasn't got he hasn't got this opportunity for whatever reason. Yes, he gave it up with Percy and Jimmy and J- Jamal last the last couple of years, but he's he, he's got his opportunity back. And there's there's he yeah his his fingerprints been all over this. It's probably put an insurmountable pressure on him more than Pete Carroll. I think Pete Carroll is a 70 year old head coach. He is what he is at this point. But John Schneider has basically like, just just put himself out there. And now we've got, what, six, seven weeks to see what happens and 17 NFL games next year to see what the initial results are when we watch uh, Denver on primetime every week, Dave. Yeah. So, I mean, the overriding. Um vision from the drafts is when they drafted LJ Collier and it looked like they'd just been told Russell Wilson had just left the team then. They were, that was a pick they didn't want to pick. They obviously wanted certain players that they just couldn't get and all of a sudden settled for second best. Um, a few people have constantly said that John Snyder and the scouting team come in with their picks, they say who they want and then all of a sudden Pete Carroll says, no, but I like this guy, this is who we're picking. So they need to sort that out. They need to be on the same page in terms of whoever they decide, they're both in together. The the actual split from Wilson feels like um, parents that stick together for too long just to wait for their kids to grow up in terms of that's what they've tried to do. They've just tried to paper over the cracks. They've like Everyone knows they're, they're not in the same way. Um, I, I went on a mutant spree over the last season of just people who had... Um, wild takes so they'd be one way or another so without naming certain areas there are a certain group of people that couldn't wait for Russell Wilson and this is exactly what they're going to get this whatever happens now this is what they've wanted and there's a flip side of the ones that were uh, Russell Wilson's done nothing wrong and and I have moved between a few of those all the way through but it all comes back to now in terms of there is that excitement around what is going to happen over the next six weeks there is that excitement while goes into free agency we probably don't see some of the likes of Dwayne Brown coming back we probably don't see the likes of Quandre coming back anymore because they're going to get big offers they're going to probably not want to play on the team with no quarterback or a quarterback that look Quandre's already played in a system where um, he's had a decent quarterback and, and had to like move that system once. So he's probably going to want to go to a challenge for a ring or so at least put himself in a contender's position. Dwayne, will, again, could easily just walk onto a team in August and all of a sudden he hasn't had to do a preseason because he can automatically choose what he wants. But it does mean that we also can now start going after some free agents that we may not necessarily have thought of before. Um, I think there's going to be some key personnel decisions still to be made. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a trade or two more just to clear out some more space. But it's exciting, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, well, there is chat. I don't know what, who's reported it. Um, I can't remember who it was. We put the name to it, but the Tyler Lockett is in the on the trade block. So with with this, in the with the context of Russell Wilson, he's 33 years old, and that probably clearly means a lot. But if Tyler and DK maybe, because obviously his contract's up as well, 
not up, but he's he's going to want an extension this off season. If they were sent out, it kind of puts like a a, a frame on what we can get back for them, as particularly a 24, 25 year old DK Metcalf done. Yeah, I, I, that's the biggest concern <clears throat> for me. Is the is who returns? There's so many key players who, whether it's you know Brown and Diggs whose contracts are up, or Metcalf who's only got a year to go, or Lockett who, as you said, I saw the same article or the same uh, message earlier, and I was like, oh god. Um, <laughs> so yeah, listen, I don't have a Russell Wilson jersey, but I do have a Lockett one. Um, <laughs> I've never got a Wilson one. I just knew this was coming. <laughs> Killed myself after I got the Al Thomas one. So. Um, <laughs> But no, it's, it's it, it, that's my concern, right? It is what's the knock-on effect? If you're Quandre Diggs, if you're Dwayne Brown, if you're DK Metcalf, or even Tyler Lockett, who isn't in the same boat necessarily, but, you know, hey, I want to trade now. Are you coming back to Drew Lock, an unknown offense? You've gone, you know, Lockett has spent his whole career with, the best deep thrower in the game, he's now going to have Drew Locke, who, I mean, I, 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 as you said, I don't want him to come back and bite me in the butt, but Drew Locke is not the same passing player as Russell Wilson is. So if you're those players, do you want to come back? Now, the irony is if you're Dwayne Brown, your life's probably a little bit easier because you don't have this clown behind you scrambling inside out and spin moving <laughs> DNs and you know going left and right and up and down and then eventually getting a sack um, so for him alright maybe his life's a little bit easier he's also 37 years old and could easily go I am done and hit retirement Metcalf's not retiring but I bet you he'd hold out if he wanted to yeah I think Dwayne Brown's probably likelier to come back now, Russell Wilson, because there's a few examples. I think Chicago game. I mean, Drew Locke or A.N. Other is not taking a 17-yard sack. He's not going to put a sack on a Pro Bowl, whatever, perennial Pro Bowl left tackles stat line or whatever. So, yeah, I, 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 I agree. I think... Dwayne Brown is probably happier in a weird way because his job is, as you say, easier. And I think, like the, the, and there's a lot, there's a lot of examples of Drew Brown, Drew Brown, Dwayne Brown, having like a bit of niggle with um, Russell Wilson. There's a few like need to like you need to change what like, the snap count, your cadence, and then a few examples of frustration and summer. But uh, I, I think, you, sorry, you, I think you, he is unlikely to come back. But I, And I think Metcalf would have to be sold back. What I mean by that is, hey, we're going to stop throwing these 75-yard Hail Marys on second and Tacoma from the three. Um, but we're actually going to start going to a short game, an intermediate game. You're going to be able to pick up slants and actually run past people with the ball in your hand. Yeah, that's... yeah. That, I, I think Metcalf turns that down. I think, though, personally, I think the DK one's probably easy to make in some ways because you saw him when he was with Gino last year. He got fed the ball. He was WR1. He, he was the kingpin of the team. Yeah. And he also had massive frustrations with Russell Wilson. Yeah. Let's let's not take it away. that If you can say to DK Metcalf, look, we'll give you the money that you want. We'll make you uh, wide receiver number one. 
uh, pay it like make you the the picture of Seattle Seahawks, then all of a sudden it becomes a very different argument yeah. into it. I think with the Tyler Lockett one, the biggest <clears> issue that you've got is because he only signed the contract at the back at the start of last season. The dead money that goes with it is effectively writing off what a third of your cap space, maybe, yeah. maybe a little bit less, a quarter of your cap space for the year already before you even started. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I think you're right. I think I think DK would be a, that is them going fuck it, like like, 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 like 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 the Joe Burrow fuck it. He's down there somewhere. Like fuck it. There's a there's a quarterback in the top five one year surely. Um, does DK Metcalf sign a three plus year deal after this trade with Seattle? Yeah, I, I, I if he's not trading, I don't, I don't think he would. I I think he would because I think what Dave said. I think he. You have now two people on either side of the ball who are going to love being the focal point of either side of the ball. You've got Jamal Adams and you've got DK Metcalf. I know it's going to be a run-first team with Chris Carson, maybe, Rashad Penny, maybe, um, Kenny, uh, Kenny Walker in the draft, maybe. Um, but the two, the two avatars of this team, as we chat now, DK Metcalf and Jamal Adams, and it, with D, with Jamal, we've kind of seen it how it kind of played out in the in the with the Jets. The DK Metcalf one, it, this is like he spent he's, a few weeks ago. He was talking to to Taylor Rooks. He spoke to about like his growth off the field last season. It's like it's it's something to maybe get the juices flowing a little bit, but it's yeah. I mean, I was a betting man. I wouldn't bet on DK wearing a Seahawks uniform next season. The amount of times you said Drew Lock in your last little soliloquy, Dan, is just depressing. You know, Drew and, Lock, but like DK but, Metcalf is doing the same thing. But this is the assumption that that Drew Lock started. So is, my guess I, is, I, I, I think that is an almost certainty. Well, in week uh, one, I, I'm just I, thinking. But if you remember when um, Matt Flynn came into the Seahawks, there was open competition. <clears throat> so you had T-Jack, you had Russ, and you had Matt Flynn. It wouldn't shock me if they go out and get another experience quarterback. So we'll call it Ryan Fitzpatrick for argument's sake. Um, but And then you have a draftee that you sign. Obviously, Desmond Ridder at 41 or something like that. All of a sudden, you've then got three quarterbacks that are going into preseason with something to prove. Now, you may not want to start Desmond Ridder, but Pete's already shown before that he's not... If he sees something that a quarterback's got, he will start him. Like, the amount of money they they paid Matt Flynn and they still started Russ. Um, Howell is the quarterback I I really like in the draft. The North North Carolina one, so not not too far... In con- in comparison, really, from you, Dan, but he's 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 the one who I kind of like when he had weapons in twenty twenty, but you know, I lost them all. And there's there's no one really else. I mean, Desmond Ridder is fine. I mean, the, I mean, Matt Miller has said a lot about Matt Malik Willis over the weekend. The Seahawks kind of seem to like him as well, which is well, uh, yeah. It's, draft someone that shouldn't be drafted in the fourth or fifth round. And then, they, they, okay. and then we're not playing him and we're okay. going to be depressed watching it. Okay, so the Seahawks on the clock at nine, but they're not making a pick at nine, are they, Dave? Oh, I think if one of the defensive ends is there, they do. What? Um, so is it Thibodeau from yeah, Oregon? Yeah, yeah. So if he slips down, Seahawks are making that pick because they've, they've said constantly over and over again, they want a icon 
at the um, defensive end position opposite Daryl Taylor. Now, all of a sudden, if you draft this guy and he obviously say you've got five years worth of club control over him, all of a sudden is that allows you then to start working out what you want to do. Very similar to Washington style, where that you can build up that line. You have a look at what um, 49ers have done. But that's why they went. They started in their trenches and they've worked backwards. They've got to an NFC Championship and a Super Bowl in the last three years, building off the trenches. So Pete sees that on a, on a yearly basis, knows that he has Kyle Shanahan within his pocket and says, actually, we can do that too, because that's where we came from. Yeah. Uh, Dibodeau would be more palatable than Aiden Hutchinson. Because if Aiden Hutchinson falls, then don't just let him fall. Keep falling. Keep on falling. Like like uh, like the Tom Peck song, free falling. Yeah. Just keep let him let him fall, please. Don't do that because he has yeah, he has very yeah, I'm I'm not a fan. If it's David Ajabo or Ajabo, the Scottish Nigerian guy from Michigan, that's very Bruce Irving, but fair fucks. Um Elsewhere, Carl Hamilton would be a hilarious pick to make because we didn't have the 10th pick because we traded for a safety and then you used the ninth pick on a safety, um, which would just be, would be poetic. Um, but he is a free safety, but that obviously would mean that if Quandre leaves, he probably is the name to watch, but nine maybe that might be a bit too far because a lot of people have him as the best player. You've also got that defensive tackle from Georgia. I can't think oh, what his name Jordan is. Jordan Davis. Yeah. yeah. He is the someone that you can just see Pete Carroll from. <laughs> so he is someone that I mean, John Snyder would have spent months going, these are the players we've got. And Pete Carroll goes, no, I want him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is this once in generation defensive end? No, 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 no. Like, like, he, like he played that. He's a West Coast kid. He's fine. Like he loves it on the West Coast. Um, Daniel, number nine, they're not going to, surely. So it, it's, I, not, it's it's not going to be a quarterback at nine. That is assured. No. Uh, then I no, but I, I I certainly don't follow college football as much as I think either of you two and the draft that comes with it. But I would be astounded if we pick at nine. To the extent I would be less astounded if we trade up, and I am deadly serious about that. I would be more shocked if we stay at nine than if we pick up four. Because that is, what I said before about the trust that John I have in John Schneider's drafting, that is the stuff I mean. I don't see us staying at nine. No. Categorically. Yeah, nah. I, this, I mean, it, it would take a Thibodeau or Hamilton four, I think, to stay at nine. But then it's how far do you go back? Because... There's not, there's, there's obviously, I think most people say it's 14, 15 elite level talents in every draft, and there's probably not even that many in this one. But it is, as we kept hearing Daniel Jeremiah say all weekend, it's a depth draft. So it is, it's going to be interesting to watch. Um, we haven't really spoke on it. What's obviously Russell Wilson is no longer a Seahawk. If people are just jumping in midway in the podcast, why would you? But um, you, you live your life how you live your life. Um, his legacy is something that me and Adam have talked about quite a lot pretty much since the Dan Patrick interview the last 14, 30 months, it's clouded more than probably non-Seahawks fans realise and it kind of feels like that's only going to continue to cloud as you get the certain media types who are in his corner saying that this isn't enough for Russell Wilson when it seems like he had a say in every step of the 
of his step away, but it's a clouded legacy, isn't it, uh, uh, Dave? Yeah, so um, people who have followed me on Twitter will know my opinions on Jack Grealish. When he left Villa, <laughs> this, this Russell Wilson has the very same feeling of, I'll put up all the PR, I'll say I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay, I'm going to build this club up, I'm going to build this franchise up, I'm going to take it, I want to win. And all of a sudden, at the last minute, from out of nowhere, or specifically out of nowhere, you've got all these journalists going, now Jack Grealish will be perfect for Man City, or Russell Wilson will be perfect for whatever team he moves for. Hmm. Um, the... My feeling currently, even what four or five hours later, is Russell Wilson is dead to me currently, in the same way that John Green, or whatever, whatever, uh, whatever way I want to put Jack Grealish's name into it, um, is I mean, just because that's the, the fandom side of me. Um, the logic behind it is yes, Russell Wilson has got all the stats, he's got all the honors and everything, he's got a Super Bowl that Seattle have never had before, and it's something that you, Maybe in a few years' time, you look back, especially after he's retired, and you think, yeah, actually, what he did was great. But the reality is that every Sunday, you're going to be seeing him playing an orange jersey. You're going to see him, especially when he comes back to Seattle. Um, I've seen people have said that he's going to get an amazing reception. He's not. I can guarantee he's not going to get an amazing reception because ultimately, it was his decision to leave. Yeah. And that's what all Seahawks fans know. And I don't think the media see that a lot of the time. I say all Seahawks fans, but the majority of them know that Russ had to waive that non-trade um, disclosure to get that move to go through. And no matter how much Colin Cowherd or how much anybody wants to like fluff it up, the reality is none of this would have happened if Russell Wilson wanted to stay. I mean, Russell Wilson is priced up houses in DC if he didn't have his way. Like he he seems like he would ask for an AFC move, which for whatever reason, I mean, you've gone to what looks to be in 2022 the harder side of the league. Like the quarterbacks in the AFC are insane, and in the NFC you've got Rogers, uh, Dak, and then your NFC West guys. So it's yeah, like this doesn't happen without Russell Wilson saying. I think the whole 13 months between Dan Patrick, because that is where this all started. That is the, the butterfly landing on the shoulder of all this. Um, I think it's just been a, it's just been choreographed PR and the, him not coming out and saying, I want to, but the, the, the list of the five trade, the teams you want to go to last year, that was him asking for a trade. Like it's just choreographed in a way where it protects his legacy, but it's, it hasn't for, as, as you say, Dave, for, some Seahawks fans because it's going it's because it's just it's just perspex isn't it Dan yeah it's fluff I think was the word you used at one point and I think that's I think that's right um for me I think he is uh, maybe it's you know as Dave said being the, the the fandom side of it for me he's more likely as a hall of famer than he is as a Seahawks ring of honor because I think I, I don't think that the, the Seahawks fandom would appreciate someone like that going into the ring of honor with, as you say, the fact that he's left by his choice. He wasn't kicked out the door. He wasn't traded because the Seahawks decided that he wasn't not given a new contract. He was given at the time, the biggest contract in the NFL. And yet he has decided he wants to go. Mm. So, and he's also, and as crazy as this sounds, especially coming from a Watford fan, he's only won one Super Bowl with us. Eli Manning won too. <laughs> I'm as good a quarterback as Eli Manning. Against the best offense ever. 
Exactly. So, no, I, I don't... Legacy for me for Wilson's done. And I don't think that was... If he'd stayed, won another Super Bowl, done another five years and then gone, all right, you can tolerate, I think, that. Not this. Yeah. I think I think I said on last week's pod, I think I realised this season that it was going to be a lot easier to move on from the quarterback than it probably was before. But it is because, yeah, it's not great looking at the depth the depth chart with the quarterbacks listed at the minute, but it was boring. I'd had enough. I'd had enough of the whole package of it. And it's it's not the ideal deal, but I think as Dan said, nothing probably ever was, nothing was going to be ideal. There's always going to be naysayers to it, but it's, it's, it's six weeks to get maybe relatively excited about the draft and everything that's coming for that. And free agency obviously is, Seven, eight, nine days away. So it's 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 a it, it the league moves on quick, doesn't it, uh, Dave? Yeah. So the the statement that um, our mate Schefter released um, after straight after was this had nothing to do with the Broncos um, not getting Aaron Rodgers. This had everything to do with the Broncos not getting Aaron Rodgers. They said for two weeks that Seahawks and uh, the Broncos have been in talks. Now, my guess is that Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers, he's made it all about him and thought, um, I know where I'm going back to. So the Broncos have decided this is plan B. So whether they want to decide about it or not, Russell Wilson was always going to be their plan B. So they had this this trade-in. The the terms of it probably changed along the way. The reality is this was all there, their plan B to make sure they didn't go through another season. Now, ultimately, what it comes down to is that the Seahawks just said enough was enough, as we said earlier. Um, the Broncos had decided they had to go for broke. If this doesn't work for Russell Wilson, I don't know what, what is next for him. Because if he's get traded to the team that he wanted to go to, and then all of a sudden says, I'm going to come here and win. If he fails spectacularly, like he has for the last what, 18, 21 games, minus the injury in the Seahawks uniform, then... There's going to be some serious questions asked about him as well. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 going to, but he's probably leaving. He's going to a better situation than he, he's left because they they've they've got Jerry Judy under a rookie contract. They've got um, a tight end, somewhat unknown in Albert O, who was Drew Locks in, in Missouri. They're like Cortland Sutton. They've got Tim Patrick. I think is under deal there as well. The defense is just there. They've got um, the running backs. The North yeah, Williams, Williams, that's it. Williams, that's it. So everything is set up for Denver, and also, which is I think someone pointed out earlier, Russell Wilson's got an offensive head coach. So everything is set up for him. So it, and I mean, the conditions are probably uh, susceptible to. Air, air balls, aren't they? The deep ball and that, because obviously there's the, th- uh, the thin air up there as well, which is everything set up for him. So if he if he flops, then maybe maybe Pete Carroll's going to be in the Hall of Fame <laughs> faster than faster than he, faster than we all think. But, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's just it, yeah. It, I think I think Dan saying Drew Lock's name three times in about forty five seconds is possibly the low point of. Um, Jersey, yeah, um, yeah, so legacy clouded everything else. I think that is pretty much everything. I want to add one thing here, and you can soundbite this the fourth round pick that the Seahawks are sending to Denver 
whoever Denver pick with that pick will be either the offensive rookie of the year <laughs> or the defensive rookie of the year. Soundbite it, clip it, I am telling you now. <laughs> that is Schneider's Law. <clears throat> Uh, and there's the name of the episode. Uh, no, uh, yeah. Well, massive thanks for both of you jumping on uh, at short notice. Um, obviously, it's uh, early in the day, this but late at night for for day saves, and he's he's he spent the afternoon watching Johnny Besto bat wow, which is as rare as rare as the Seahawks having a top ten NFL draft pick, I guess. But um, yeah, uh, we'll be back next next week or so. Free agency kicks off next week. If I don't know if something else happens. If I mean, there's no other real size that move the Seahawks probably make anymore. I mean, Bob. I mean, that's another thing, Bobby. It sounds like it's done there as well. I, 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 I think. I think the point you, you you made earlier is is good. A good one because, like everyone else from the team, the Super Bowl team that's left up until apart from Bobby, is the only one left. But pretty much everyone else left. Like kind of through maybe KJ is a bit different, but apart from Earl, everyone kind of left for understandable reasons, methods. Maybe Sherman was maybe the closest, but Earl kind of threw a drop out of the team. But Bennett kind of got again. Bennett wore out his welcome. Cliff and Cam obviously, and he got Doug was just kind of came put down by injuries. But Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson is like the biggest impact really of all them and he's the one who's kind of maneuvered it as such as you said Dave at what point though does does all of these great Seahawks players and they truly are like the names you've just reeled off there Stu if they don't all end up in a Seahawks ring of honor that in itself is a disgrace (laughs) it is it's just a fact right including Bennett right if they don't then it's a disgrace at what point does the greatest generation of Seahawks players all getting shoved out the door for one reason or another tr- trigger something in our and our, our owner uh, in very, very quotation marks because I don't think she is very involved. But at what point does someone in a senior position above John Schneider, and the scary thing is above John Schneider is Pete Carroll and above him is Jody Allen, Surely it has to trigger at some point. You've just kicked out every single legend. And I don't know if you read the article with KJ Wright. He literally went to Carol and went, I will sign for less money. Yeah. And they went, deuces. <laughs> yeah. At what point does it trigger that this dinosaur of a coach needs to go? And listen, he is a legend in Seahawks sporting history. Not just football, not just Seattle Seahawks. In Seattle, sorry, Seattle sporting history, he is a legend. But Sir Alex Ferguson retired, Arsene Wenger retired, and everybody else, every legend of coaching ever has retired. I fear this man dies on the sideline. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really, it's, it's really. You didn't put Roy Hodgson's name in that in that list. <laughs> he retired and came back though, mate. Oh, mate, I watched him coach this season. He looks like he's retired now. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, be surprised yeah. though. Just to finish yeah. that off in terms of Carroll, if if the Seahawks do go through a season where they they claim it as a retool as opposed to a complete well, rebuild, they, they did that two years ago. 
Yeah, but he can he can say, look, it's my team now. We go back to the ways we want to do. We go back to running. It wouldn't surprise me if they say finish say three and fourteen or something like that. He just walks off into the sunset. Yeah. Oh yeah, three and four. That's that's that sounds still sounds atrocious. Um, is there the one one fight? I know I've just I've said I've thanked the thank yous and everything. We're carrying on. Um, Sean Desai, Clint Hurt, um, the other defensive coach they brought in, Shane Waldron, a very goth like quarterback. Is there any chance Pete Carroll's going to save it? Either. Yes, yes, there is a chance. There is a chance that he has finally started to listen to it. And that may be the reason why he's got rid of Wilson in, in terms of just to completely start from scratch in terms of this is how we're going to do it now. Um, the reality is probably not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. yeah. You're much more of an optimist than me. I'm not, I'm not an optimist. I just think I just think with how heavy handed this is from Schneider, really, like fingerprints, everything, and everything else just kind of maybe not like fully not like same like it's just he's he's uh what sky booth sky view pete or whatever but there's a chance uh but yeah massively massively as i said massively appreciate you both jumping on it's pretty seismic bobby wagner's gonna be next and now we've finally got uh an intelligent intelligent voice coming from south carolina as well 100 hey, i've been training having this can you say hawks in the absence of Mr. Nathan, mm-hmm. I'll let Dave be the man to uh to do that because nobody I mean we don't we don't we don't need to do that anymore. No, I mean it's gonna sound been, weird at the rest of the time. Oh, you say, you you know Broncos no, you know why we need to say it? Because it's the Seahawks' phrase, not that traitor. <laughs> yeah. Uh yes, yeah, so it all usually means a methods. Massive thanks to these two guys who are valued and are very much appreciated Patreon members as well you should all get involved like these two guys do because you get to come on and spend a Zoom with myself Dan and Dave every every once every now and again uh, patreon.com forward slash Persian podcast Podbean Spotify iTunes Russell Wilson is no longer a Seattle Seahawk the next six weeks could be fun could be interesting or could just be damn right depressing until next time this has been the Pedestrian Podcast Go Hawks <laughs> <laughs>